Welcome back to a special edition Wednesday episode of the Buck Bros Podcast. I am Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Buck Bros, Zach, John, and Bryce. Glad to see you guys again. I know it's no surprise that we were upset last week, and we said as much in our episode uh, following the Steelers' performance. Let me start with John here. You've got to be even more upset after this performance. 21 to 3 against the 1 and 5 Panthers. What the hell went what the hell went wrong? What happened? Poor coaching, uh, hands down. In fact, I I'm going to I'm going to take back what I said last week. I don't think this is any longer on Brady and Bowles. I think this falls completely in the lap of the coaches. Tom Brady played fine. He hit a wide open Mike Evans in the hand several times. He was playing great, and he was taking what that defense was giving him, what his offense line, offensive line was giving him. I now respect if he is upset because th- there was no excuses for the level of play that we saw. We were woefully underprepared to beat a team that had such a chaotic week. They just lost their best player in Christian McCaffrey. They just lost their coach. I, I don't understand how you could roll into this knowing this is a short week and get blown out like that. I just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And to watch uh, a team that, that on paper looks so stacked with Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you don't put up any points in the first half. You convert two third downs. We're trending in the wrong direction here, folks. Two third downs is, is miserable. And I just, I don't foresee... Like I said last week, any game on the schedule anymore that we can win without something drastically changing. And now we're going into a short week and our best player on defense, Anton Winfield Jr., he's out. He's already been ruled out in the concussion protocol. So we're going to be without him, most likely without Carlton Davis. Uh, We're looking banged up at a time when we already look bad. So I, I think at this point, the only thing that makes sense to me is we have to fire Leftwich, and I don't think that that's negotiable and I don't think that that's hyperbole I think he should be fired as a way of showing accountability like you cannot be bad at your job top down and it starts with uh, Byron Leftwich. and then if this continues at this rate we're probably looking at, at going into the bye week at you know three and seven and then we may see a bigger shakeup but as of right now that's what I expect is I expect us to lose to the Seahawks um, going into the bye week and then coming out of the bye week with a new coach, most likely the return of Bruce Arians. Yeah, broadcasters. I mean, <laughs> we were disappointed after last week. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this game. I can really only sum it up as a pathetic performance. And when you lose to the worst team in football, I believe you automatically become the worst team in football. And that is what the Bucks are currently. Um it's unfortunate, right? Like a team that's so talented isn't capable of even scoring a touchdown against the worst team in football. Uh, and it's statistically the worst defense in football before this game. It, you know, we talked about all these points 
last week about, you know, we want to see more attention to detail, more of an effort, playmaking, you know, you know, some passion on the field and, you know, really scoring in the red zone. All these things we talked about last week, and it's like they hurt us and we're like, oh, no, nah, we're just going to do any of those things in this game. I don't know. It, to your point, John, I think there has to be some sort of drastic change. It's hard to say. We're sitting here at three and four leading the division, right? Like the NFC South, that's the only silver lining in this whole thing is that this NFC South is so bad that we can be under 500 and still leading the division in the first place. Um, but yeah, that being said, I, I kind of agree. I, I don't know if Byron left, which is the answer. You know, we went from scoring 31 points against the Chiefs to then what was it? Um, I know 18 points against the Steelers, right? And then it was 20, 21 points versus the Falcons, and now we're down to three. Like, we're heading in the absolute wrong direction in terms of how offensive production. So, I don't know if it'll happen this week against the Ravens, but I think if we lose, and we're likely to lose the Ravens, you'll see some major changes on uh, what is essentially an early bye week. I'd be shocked if we didn't lose against the Ravens. Um, yeah, it was really bad. I mean, it can't run the ball at all. I mean, Brady statistically doesn't look that bad. I mean, I said last week, like, I don't put this on Brady. You score three points with no turnovers. Like, how is that not coaching? Like, players aren't making mistakes. You're not putting them in a position to succeed. I mean, they're executing where you're giving them. They're not turning the ball over. Like, they're not playing sloppy football. They just, like, they're not put in good positions. I don't know if it's a lack of dynamism in the play calling. If it's, I, I really don't know what the problem is. They don't come out of the second half looking better. They come out looking worse. I mean, really just flat offensively. No one gets open. Mike drops a touchdown. It's 11 yards of separation between him and the defender when the ball hit his hands, 11 yards. I mean, Jesus, like, I don't know what that is. Um, Fournette had like 16 yards all like from scrimmage or something stupid low like that. You have to run the ball. Like Brady's whole career is like run the ball, set a play action. We're really good when we can run the ball. Like week one, we ran the ball well, put up a bunch of points. I mean, relative for this team, that's a shit ton of points. So yeah, it's bad. I mean, it just sucks because like Brady, like no one's getting open. So like he's throwing balls at guys like feet and like out of their reach. So it's like, Oh, is he okay? So, but no one's fucking open. Like, what is he supposed to do? Like throw a pick. So it's, it's frustrating to watch him like clearly not having a good time. No one's having a good time. I don't think anyone's getting fired. I mean, it's three and four first in the division. I mean, Bowles has put in, he's got sweat equity in that team. So I don't think he gets shit canned that quickly, but um, I'm imagine there's talks that should probably happen. Like people should be like, you know. Well, I mean, the Glazers are kind of you know notorious for having a short leash, but their short leash has been like two years, right, minimum. So to your point, yeah. I don't think Todd Bowles is getting fired this year or even next year. That you know, but we all know this is Tom Brady's last year. You know, at least as yeah. a Buccaneer, um, to not try to do anything to you know, improve the team while you have the goat on your team seems. Um, yeah. The fucking Jets just traded for James Robinson. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> how the, the Jets are the ones that are making like the Jets go and get James Robinson. And like, we're just sitting on our hands. Like they're the team that needs to make sure that they're ready to go for a postseason push. Fuck off. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. But even like, lost to that point. Solid. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say that. I mean, players are one thing, but we need a coach too. Like <coughs> who are you going to go? Yeah, the coaching decision <laughs> to like uh, rotate Gadecki and Leverett made no sense to me. Um, I think it was clear as day that Gadecki's not getting it done. Nick Leverett came in and really had a pretty good series for, you know, we moved the ball pretty well on that first series. And then all of a sudden we come out of halftime and there's Gadecki. And they said, that's the plan going forward is to start, you know, start Gadecki and rotate in and out. That makes zero sense to me. And I don't know. Leverett graded out in the eighties on PFF. He, he gave up zero pressures. He, I mean, he's clearly the better, he's clearly the better player. And that's I, I Bryce, you're getting to the point, which is they're making the wrong decisions on personnel, which is all coaching. Rashad Absolutely. White has been the better running back given the issues on the line all season long, but we're feeding the ball to a Leonard Fournette who showed up to camp fat and overweight and wasn't prepared to play. And and I know it sounds stupid to to dog him on that, but when you're the worst running offense in 22 years in NFL history. What you do at camp obviously has to come back. It has to come back up. You didn't show up prepared, and it has showed up on the tape. He looks bad. Leonard Fournette looks like a terrible running back that we wasted time and money on. And we let Ronald Jones walk, and we have Rashad White. And then Rashad White comes into the the kicking game, the kick return game, and he's making Jalen Darden look foolish. So we have these weapons, and then we're not using them. And I, I don't think we should use Jalen Darden at all. He is afraid of contact. That guy, every time I watch him as a punt returner, hugs the sideline, and as soon as a gunner or anyone is coming to tackle him, he dances out of bounds or goes down to the ground. And then even on that sweep that we tried to run to him, he clearly had a, a if he just cut in four or five yards on first down. But no, he tries to bounce it outside. And then as, again, as soon as the defender gets near him, oh, he's out of bounds. And for what a yard, like you can't you have that kind of guy. Of? You just can't have that kind of guy on an NFL team. You know who he reminds me of? Jeff Demps. He was like, "Oh, if I, if if this was a sprint, I'd be I'd I'd beat y'all, but don't touch me because I'm just gonna give up the football." He looks like yeah, say, at least Jeff football. Had, Jeff Demps had Olympic speed. What does Jalen Darden have? Like, yeah, I was like, Jeff Demps was a hell of a lot faster than Darden. It's just it's it's awful to watch such a good team like they they're a good team just be so poorly coached. I, I it's hard for me to yeah. even put it on the players anymore because look at uh look at Rudolph comes in, makes some big plays. That's his what seventh catch of the season. It's game seven. He gets that what one a game. Awful. Why aren't we using him? We went out and spent money on him. Cade Otten looks great every time he and tom brady begin to get in a groove i don't hear his name called for the rest of the game you know co keith is a is a big guy where are these guys at we're not taking they're, any they're there they're not getting but we're like we're trying to emphasize using heavy packages right with two three tight ends it's obviously not working like i don't understand not spreading the ball out like when we get into no huddle we're much more effective offense um and that just really is our strength. So use the Pro Bowl caliber, Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver 
you know, as your star players, right? Like you got to get the ball to them instead of trying to force a run or really, I mean, really that's it. It's just trying to force a run game that isn't existent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know a lot of the offense is a hot topic, right? You score three points against the Panthers. It's pretty bad, but on the other side, the defense allowed 170 yards on the ground against a team that just traded its star running back. So what is – I mean, the defense is also just terrible. This team is awful. <laughs> they got to do something. And that's something that needs to happen on Thursday when we face the Ravens. The reason we're doing the special Wednesday episode, Thursday night football – Ravens come into town with Lamar Jackson in that potent two-way game he plays. So I know we all have it chalked up kind of as a loss as we feel right now in our feelings on a Monday after a, a terrible loss. But guys, if the Bucks have any idea of, of what they need to do to win, what is it that they need to do? I, I mean, I would just say, I don't know if obviously – the game plan on a short week probably is going to be pretty standard um, to what this team, I mean, just unfortunately what they've been putting on uh, tape is probably what you're going to see in this game. That being said, I mean, if they just come out with some energy, come out focused, come out pissed, man, like come out angry that, you know, this team has no business being three and four. I'm sorry. They just don't Uh, too much talent on this team to be anywhere close to the team that, you know, that they're playing right now, they're capable of so much more. I'd like to see that, you know, some, some life in this team to say, Hey man, we're tired of this crap. We're going to play to the capabilities. We, we know we're damn well good enough to play and we should be beating even teams like the Ravens coming into Raymond James stadium. Hopefully the home crowd helps a little too on a Thursday night. We'll get a little energy from that. Um, But yeah, I mean, Focus and energy, two biggest things I want to see. I would like to see some of these players we went out and got in the offseason produce. So Julio Jones is expected to return for this game, as is Akeem Hicks. And as far as I'm concerned, those two players are the biggest holes on both sides of the ball for what they replaced. And Julio Jones is just not living up to anybody's expectations. He's a waste of money right now. And I think he needs to come out and show that he's going to be capable in this offense and give Mike Evans and Chris Godwin the chance to not be double covered and be completely taken out of these schemes. And Akeem Hicks needs to get in on the line and play defense because Vita Vea, as we've learned, needs someone to line up next to him. We let Indomitian Sue walk so we can go get Akeem Hicks and he hasn't played a single game. So we need to get him in and get him participating Otherwise, it's just going to be more of the same. So those are the two people I think most importantly need to participate this week and need to show that they have any kind of value. Otherwise, we need to go get Indomitian Sue back off the couch and put him in some pads because this defense just isn't handling the business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like watching the Ravens game. You know, our game was really painful. So I spent a lot of time on red zone because I just like it was just not a lot of fun to watch us play. So. Like the Ravens game, from what I saw of it, I mean, they they allowed a lot of passing yards. Their defense hasn't really been that stellar all season. 
which is scary is just like Lamar. Like on the other side of the ball, I'm just like, I'm scared shitless because we can't stop the run. They ran a play with Lamar at running back last week. Like they, they had a tight end snap the ball and toss it to Lamar. So, I mean, if that's on the table, we're screwed because I don't know how, I don't know who's going to comprehend how to handle that on our, on our team right now. Uh, but I just, I'd say maybe keep them under 200 yards rushing so we don't get embarrassed. Um, try to get uh, 150 yards of total offense for ourselves over under three and a half points. I'd like to hit that over. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just not really like confident going into it. I, I will say, like, if there's a time, like Bryce said, to, you know, kind of get pissed off, like to show some pride, maybe go out and put a good game on for the home crowd, for yourselves, for your ex-wives, whoever, just like show up. I don't know. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a lot of fun. I feel like it's not going to be fun. It's a primetime game, so those are ugly anyhow. Thursday night game, especially ugly. Our offense looks like shit. They have a dynamic quarterback. We've always been burned by these quarterbacks, no matter who's playing. It's like a curse. I don't know. Like, you put Devin on him to spy him because he's fast. Okay, but Devin's got, like, three brain cells right now. So, I don't know if he's going to be able to, like, read anything. So, um, maybe some splash plays. They turn the ball over. Uh, we don't – we haven't really been turning the ball over lately. We just – I mean, our play calling yeah. is, like, that of, like, pop warning. Yeah, three straight games of zero turnovers from the defense, which is and uh, we unusual, two. to say the least. In those three yeah. games, we went one and two. And average, yeah, I mean, what, 15 points? I, I think Bulls' defense, a lot of it is predicated on, you know, getting turnovers, right? Getting pressure, pressure on the quarterback, and either forcing fumbles or having throws that lead to interceptions. And, I mean, to be fair, like, we're missing our top playmakers in the secondary. And to your point, John, I mean, Antoine Winfield Jr. is out this game, right? So that's, like, three of your best players in the secondary that aren't going to play. Um yeah, just <laughs> we absolutely need to be to your point, Zach. Need to make some splash plays. Like we need to score points. Catch, catch, touch, catch sixty-yard touchdowns that are right in your hands, right? Like that, you know. Make the plays that are there. Don't miss the layups. Can we? And you know, like what's going to happen because they signed Deshaun Jackson is he's going to have a fucking eighty-yard touchdown and he's going to like do three backflips on the way in and just like drag his balls across our face. I'm not looking forward to that. I, when they signed him, I was like, this is just for fucking Thursday night. This is just – he'll cut him the week after, but he'll get his against us. Can we talk about Mike Evans being hurt? Every other play? His hand goes up after every catch. I, I just don't understand. I, and, I, and I've been bringing this up uh, the past few weeks, and I brought it up towards the tail end of last season, and, and you guys always kind of blow me off on it. Mike Evans is at the ass end of his career. He really is. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I just don't foresee it lasting much longer, especially given how quickly wide receivers retire in this league. The fact that he's already probably a hall of famer. Uh, I need to see more out of these other players. Mike Evans can't do it all by himself. And to be fair, yeah, I don't even think if he was hundred percent healthy, he could do it all right now, but he's just not playing the same. I don't think Mike Evans of a few years ago, even two years ago, drops that pass, drops that touchdown. But he's not 100%, and he's trying to play like he is, and it's just not there. And he doesn't look good. He doesn't look comfortable. And so 
what who are we gonna replace him with? Julio? You know I, what I don't mean? think anybody looks comfortable right now on this team. I mean, Brady doesn't look comfortable. He absolutely looks like he is um tired of getting hit. And so anytime any pressure comes anywhere near him, he's getting that ball out really quick. I can't say I blame him. I mean, 23 years of getting destroyed by NFL defensive linemen, I probably wouldn't want to get anywhere close to that. But yeah, I don't think to your point, John, I mean, like a lot of the star players are either playing injured or are injured. I mean, imagine if Julio Jones was 100% and Mike Evans was 100% and Chris Godwin was 100%. I mean, we'd be, I'd hopefully we'd be talking about how we put up 40 something against the Panthers versus three. See that, and that's my thought is the only way we're going to beat a team like the Ravens this week is if we score four more touchdowns, five touchdowns. I think that's the only way we can beat them because we're not going to beat them on offense. That was what we needed to do against. Or get out to a lead and let the defense like um, feed off some of that energy, right? Like it, you know, they can start getting after the quarterback a little bit more, not having to play, you know, from behind all the time, at least the last two games. Right. So. Yeah, too. I, I agree with you, John. We need to put up points in this game. Get out to lead. We haven't scored a first quarter touchdown. <laughs> like seven games, we can't score in the first 15 minutes. Like with us and the Panthers. That's yeah, coincidentally. I mean, that, yeah. Insane. We're a bad team. Right now, there's no we're evidence to the contrary that we're not a bad team. 100 agree. Here's the issue the poor coaching has led to a confidence problem in the team. You know, Mike said, I could see the lights go out of everybody after he dropped that play. That's the third play of the game. There are 58 minutes left in that game. And you're telling me that you thought the game was over by the third play. He's selling autographs in the tunnel after the game. That's how bad his confidence is right now. (laughs) To the refs. (laughs) Yeah. That's So that's that's the issue number one. So for me, you come into it with just – what do you want to see to, you know, I'm with Bryce. I want to see some fucking pride, man. I want to see you guys. If you get punched in the mouth, don't fucking just go in the corner and pout, go punch them back, you know, go get some fight in you, go get, understand that you're a better team than what you're showing. Don't think you are, know you are, go make the plays that you know you're capable of making. When it gets down to just scheming and execution, I want to see the defense stop that sweep run. Oh my God, we cannot get that sweep run to like stop kicking our ass. Deontay Foreman got a 70 yard run on us because he was able to get outside the freaking defensive ends and run it up the field on us. So learn how to stop a sweep run, learn how to maintain that line and go hit somebody in the mouth, get pissed off, get your, your better team, get pissed off. Point of order. I said play with pride. Bryce said focus and get angry. So I just want to. I'm sorry. Credit work. I think everybody. Oh, no. I, I forgive you completely, but I just want to make sure. I just want to tie that off. So that's. I, I'd love to see it. Um, as we start to wrap up the episode, obviously we've got our usual final segment in our fantasy players. I'm going to start us off here. I've noticed a pattern with my fantasy picks. They suck. I picked Mike against the Steelers. He was awful. Lenny against the uh, Carolina Panthers. He was even worse. So I'm going to do all the bucks a favor. I'm going to pick from, from like the fourth string 
Cole Keeft is going to have two touchdowns this game. You mark it on the books. Cole Keeft, start him if you got him. Why would you have him? You wouldn't. Widely available in your league. Waiver wire wonder right there for week nine. Uh, what, what week are we in now? Week eight? Week eight. eight yeah. Week eight, yeah. All right. That's a solid choice, Ryan. Hopefully your pattern stays true and uh, that won't have any <laughs> or won't have any impact on the game. But for me, I seem to be doing okay with my picks. Not great. I mean, how can you do great when your offense scores three points? I think all fantasy owners were disappointed in most Buccaneer players last week. Um, for me, I do think that uh, I'm going to double up again. I think Chris Godwin has another good game, solid game. Um, you know, I, I, I'll even go out and say we'll put a touchdown on the board. I'm that optimistic. So, fantasy owners, got them, start them. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go with Tom Brady, I guess. I'd like to just posit that John's not allowed to pick Ryan suck up again. Cause that's not been, that's been a, that's a James. I, uh, I want you to know that in fantasy again, I won this week by two tenths of a percent. Uh, I'm currently <laughs> on an absolute roll. Um, started putting Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he really turned it up this week. I got, I had him too. Yeah. Good, good play. <laughs> but if you're looking for a Buccaneer on the waiver wire this week, for an early set of points Thursday night, Cade Otten, I believe, is going to be the show-out performer this week. I think Tom Brady is going to go into practice this week and demand a better scheme and demand that he's allowed to call some of his own plays, maybe even set up his own first drive because he's also going to be tired of not scoring in the first quarter. Cade Otten is going to be the new Gronkowski market. It's a, it's a big game for tight ends, if you and I are both right. Big game for those guys. National like. tight end day happened last weekend. So ah. you guys are behind the ball on that those two picks. All right, Buck Bros, that's going to wrap it up for this special Wednesday edition of the podcast. If you guys are liking what you're listening to, please consider joining us. Subscribe to the podcast. Usually out every Friday, we are going to keep you up to date on all things Buccaneers in this 2022 NFL season. We're going to sign off here as we like to sign off. As always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. It's plus one and a half if you want to bet on the Bucks, but maybe just save your money for Sunday. Mm-hmm.